Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Those guys in Chicago, their, their coaches there have done a phenomenal job of working with him. He's one hell of a player. He has a very bright future um, in Chicago, and I'm just I'm proud of him, you know, because he's a great kid. He cares immensely about the game. He loves it. He's passionate, and he's going to keep growing. Welcome back. It's Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Mark Grody in for Molly today. That was the voice of Matt Nagy, the former Bears head coach, current Chiefs quarterbacks coach at the Super Bowl which takes us out to Arizona, and all guests appear on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And that's where we find Patrick Finley, our friend from the Sun-Times, who wrote this story, which is in your Sun-Times this morning, suntimes.com. I'm Matt Nagy. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about you guys? We're doing well. So let's start there. Matt Nagy, I think that he provided some closure, perhaps, in addressing some of the issues that he had yet to address since being fired by the Bears a year ago. Uh, how would you describe his demeanor, and what was your biggest takeaway? I, I would describe him as relaxed. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe when Patrick Mahomes is your pupil, uh, maybe it's just easier to walk around with a smile on your face. But, but you know, he didn't seem he didn't seem angry uh, about the way it went down at the end, you know, and he even talked at a couple of different points about how the experience with the bears was great, but the, the ending was bad. Uh, so he, he acknowledged that. And the other thing that I thought was interesting too, was, you know, this isn't the first time he has admitted to his own failings. You know, when he did that as a head coach, it would drive fans crazy. You know, we'd finish, you know, a game would end and you'd ask about play calling and he'd say like, yeah, I know. Right. You'd be like, no, 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 no. You're the one who needs to fix that. Um, so this part of his personality, and, and I think it's disarming um, in, in a good way sometimes when it, when he can admit, uh, you know, that things didn't go the right way. Uh, now, he didn't say, you know, he, you know, he didn't offer any solutions, uh, but, but he did admit that, uh, that there were things he could have done better, particularly in communication. What do you think, I guess you just said it with the, with the communication, but beyond that, expand on that a little bit, what do you think, he thinks he could have been better at or will be better at the next time he gets a head coaching job if he does? The communication was the one thing he talked about uh, a lot was that, you know, he liked to pride himself as being a really good communicator. He used to use that phrase, you know, clear communication uh, with players all the time. Um, and, and he said, you know, I just need to be better at that. I thought I was good at it and I wasn't. Huh. Um, you know, there was a disconnect at some point between him and his players, uh, you know, and, you know, sometimes that happens when you lose. Um, but, you know, he talked about trying to be more active 
in, in communicating with those around him. And, and I, I would argue, too, that, you know, maybe that even goes with kind of the front-facing part of the job you know so much of this justin field uh andy dalton issue that uh, he had in his last year you know was just kind of born of an inability to properly communicate why he was doing what he was doing uh whether you agreed with it or not and so maybe you know internally communication needs to improve but i think you know outgoing you know front-facing communication needs to get better too I only have one more question about Matt Nagy, even though Grody would like to talk about him into next week. Yeah, I got five more. Um, so <laughs> the, the question would be, Mark has one day Matt Nagy succeeding Andy Reid, and I guess the premise would be he's going to be a head coach again. Did he talk about mm-hmm. being a head coach again? And how realistic, not necessarily in Kansas City, but how realistic is that goal for somebody who was fired after four seasons in Chicago? First of all, I completely agree with Grody. Uh, wow. So, Grody, try not to get too big of a head. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's going. Yeah, go ahead, Pat. I, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, you have a guy with head coaching experience, and you have a guy, and this is the most important part that Patrick Mahomes loves. Yeah. So you know, th- you know, that's that's the road to Matt Nagy being a head coach with the Chiefs is you know he's got the ear of the most important player on the planet right now. So uh, I think that'll happen. You know, Andy Reid even talked about it, uh, you know, yesterday. He, he said, you know, he's going to get another chance. Um, and, you know, I don't know whether he meant here or somewhere else, but but I, I agree. I think he'll be a head coach. Yeah, and and if it, even if it isn't in Kansas City, I mean, he, he is, you're right, Pat. He's such a great guy, and he's he's a really good salesman. And I know that those two things can collide, and the line can be fuzzy between good guy or salesman, but he really does present himself well. He does. He does. And, uh, you know, I wish you guys, I'm sure you saw a little bit of the video, but he really did seem relaxed and kind of reflective. Uh, and, you know, and that's a good side of him. Um, you know, he has never been shy about opening himself up. And, and he did that the other day and, and it was good. You know, I think it was closure. You know, I flew out to Kansas City during training camp in August and asked him a couple of similar questions. And, you know, he he wasn't as reflective. He wasn't as ready to talk about it. So so it, it was good to see him, and it was good to see him doing well. And he came to the conclusion he wanted to coach again in South Africa? Is that right, Patrick? Did I read that correctly? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he and his wife, uh, it was their 20th wedding anniversary. So they went to South Africa on a safari, spent two weeks there, and literally the day he got on the plane to come home, he called the Chiefs and said he was in. Um, you know, at the end of the year, that's not totally unusual for Matt at the end of every season. I think he and his wife would go to some island in the Bahamas and kind of just unwind for a week. Uh, but yeah, yeah, South Africa. That was, uh, you know, I think he was trying to see whether he could live without football. I think he came to the con- to the conclusion that he couldn't. All right, this is really my last naggy question because <laughs> I know Haw's going to lose his mind over there. But with with Matt Nagy and the the way he was with those bears players and you talked about the the communication issues that he had with players do you think that that he liked Mitch Trubisky or do you think that he he just was he dreaded work cuz that's the part we don't know still like that's the closure i want is do you, do you think he liked Mitch Trubisky in any way shape or form i liked i i think liked uh sure I think by the end he was uh, absolutely frustrated with Mitch's inability to run his offense. Hmm. As you would totally understand. Right. I mean, he was very. I mean, I know that Trubisky Trubisky won the competition with Foles that year, but he couldn't. What was it, the third or fourth game, the Atlanta game? And he's like, I, 
It's falls time. All right, so Patrick, beyond the Matt Nagy uh, obsession here oh. that Grody's uh, exercising. Obsession. Other ex-Bear co- connections. I saw you also spoke with Robert Quinn. I'm intrigued by the fact that he still is upset about the fact that the Bears traded him and put him on a team that's in the Super Bowl. What went wrong there? Has it just been injury-related? Has it been other things that have contributed to him not being as effective as they thought he might be? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was injuries. You know, he got his knee scoped kind of halfway through his stint with the Eagles, went on IR, came back off. The other part of it is the Eagles have got a lot of really good defensive linemen. And, that you know, there's a rotation there uh, among six or seven, you know, household names. And Robert's just kind of one of them. So his production's been bad. Uh, he doesn't have a sack with Philadelphia, but his opportunities have been kind of, you know, here and there. In the NFC Championship game, he played six snaps, guys, and he had a tackle in the fourth quarter. And if you remember, the fourth quarter of that game against the 49ers was not uh, a pivotal point in the game at all. So, you know, he was playing in garbage time. Uh, So, yeah, that's part of it. You know, the other thing is, keep in mind, this guy's two years removed from having one of the worst, you know, seasons of his career. Uh, You know, he's had some up and down. Uh, you know, in terms of being able to get to the quarterback. Of course, in between, though, he's got the Bears' sacks record at 18 and a half. Now, now Grody, you you know Rob uh, like I know Rob. Mm-hmm. Rob's about the most easygoing person I've ever met in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for him to talk openly about being angry that the Bears traded him, um, that says something because this isn't a guy who this isn't a guy who throws grenades very often. Well, it surprises me too. Because it, one of his big things always was, from the second he came to the Bears, how many times do we see him up there going, well, this is the NFL. He's like, I've seen it. You know, he had that, I've seen it all. I've had it all happen. You should expect anything because it's the NFL. What, why, what made this situation embittering to, to Robert Quinn? I guess I don't understand. I, he didn't want to get up and move in the middle of the season, I think, is part of it. Yeah, um, and I think that he enjoyed being around the Bears, even as he knew what was going on. I mean, he's you know he saw it, <laughs> he saw it right around the time all of us did when they're trading Khalil Mack and letting Akeem Hicks walk. You know, he knows that his timeline doesn't line up with theirs. Uh, you know, but you know he was saying he he wanted to stay. I, I think he liked the comfort of staying, and I think he also takes pretty great pride in having that sacks record. Yeah, like. You know, he, he even said when I was talking to him the other day, he said, you know, I didn't think I'd get traded. I had the record. I thought that might mean something. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I, I think he was hoping they'd do him a solid by not sending him out. Now, this is a guy who, let's not feel bad for him now. The, the Bears sent him to one of the two best teams in football. Yeah. Before this season, uh, Rob had never won a playoff game in his career. In 12 years, he'd never won a playoff game. Now he's won two, and he's on the verge of playing in the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, on the verge of winning the Super Bowl. So uh, Rob's doing just fine. Yeah. Talking with Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times, covers the Bears out in Arizona covering the Super Bowl. Okay, Patrick, so with the expectation that tomorrow night we may find out that Devin Hester is in this year's Hall of Fame class, the class of 23, if you will, that would be terrific symmetry and certainly well-deserving. How prepared are you and what do you expect? Is this the year for Devin Hester? Yeah, I'm prepared. Uh, you know, uh, I was prepared last year too. <laughs> I thought if you're if you're grading someone on the impact they had on the game at their position, I don't understand why Devin Hester didn't get in last year. I mean, actually, I do understand. There were 
there were some politics involved in there were players who were in their last season that if you didn't put them in now, you, you'd lose them forever. So th- that's part of it with Devin. Um, do I think he'll get in this year? I, I hope so. Uh, if it were me, uh, he'd be in. And, and I think the argument for this year over last is just, you know, the stigma of making somebody, you know, a first-year winner, um, you know, that goes away in year two. And now you can put them in. You know, that said, you know, I'm talking to people around here, other writers, uh, people who know stuff, and their answer is a little more unsure than mine is. You know, I think they all see him, you know, being right there on that edge. You know, last year I think he finished sixth or seventh, out, you know, and, and they took five. So, uh, you know, he, he'll jump up a little bit, I think. And I, I don't understand. If, if Devin Hester isn't a Hall of Famer, I don't understand why you have a Hall of Fame. You can sit there and argue against the value of special teams if you want, but as long as as long as coaches keep hiring special teams coordinators and keep screaming at us, you know, every week all season that special teams matter, you need to treat special teams like they matter when it comes to the Hall of Fame. And if they matter, nobody ever has mattered more than Devin Hester when it comes to special teams. It's true. It's absolutely true. Hey Pat, do you have an opinion on? Uh... 2017, if the Bears were to have drafted Patrick Mahomes, would the Bears have gotten to a Super Bowl <laughs> in that window? Haas says no. I say yes. Yeah, would the Bears would the Bears be the Chiefs if they had drafted Pat Mahomes? Would they would they have would they have gotten to a Super would Bowl? Would they have played in a Super a Bowl, Super Bowl if Bowl. Patrick right. Mahomes was the quarterback of the Bears since 2017? I say yes. Haas says no. Yes, I say yes. I think that okay. uh, in the double doink year, all they needed. Um, was above-average quarterback play, much less transcendent quarterback play. When you look at the defense that they had there, um, you know, they really would have had a chance. So, yeah, yeah, I'd go yes, and it would have been 2018. Part of it is, you know, Mahomes is, you know, we can talk about going to a good environment. We can talk about, you know, how brilliant Andy Reid is, and all of that is correct. But, you know, Mahomes has talent, and and more than any quarterback in the world, it, you know, jumps out at you, and I think he would have been, undeniable with the bears but you know in that uh-huh. in 2018 all he needed to do was be a little bit better than mitch trubisky and the bears you know i think would have had a live chance at going to the super bowl i'm just going to counter quickly with a little logic because had he been there in 2017 2018 never would have happened because of the implied promise that would have prevented them from firing john fox from hiring matt Nagy, from trading for khalil mack all those things happened after 2017 and the draft so Dow Loggins still would have been trying to figure out a way to get the most out of Patrick Mahomes. John Fox would have been complaining about everything, and 2018 never would have happened. I'm, my mind, my mind is just blown, David. I, I didn't know that we were going to do a sliding doors thing here. Um, but maybe, maybe, or maybe Patrick Mahomes struggles in 2017, like most quarterbacks do when they're forced to play and start as a rookie. He didn't, of course, because Alex Smith. Uh, you know, played in Kansas City, but maybe maybe he struggles. Maybe he's so bad that everybody gets fired the same way it happened with Mitch. All right, let's take it game by game. Who do they open <laughs> up the season against? <laughs> no, no. no, you're right. I mean, John Fox was holding back Mitch Trubisky as best he could uh, in that era, but uh, we just can't escape it, can we, Haw? No, I suppose well, not. And, so, and save your I'd logic for the podcast, that, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd argue to you, too, that, I mean, if the Bears had a better kicker, uh, in that in 2018, oh, maybe man. they would have made the Super Bowl too. But oh, that's, uh, that's oh. a topic for a different day. All right, Patrick. So in being out there, and it is somewhat an NFL uh, convention of, of beat writers, columnists. It's just the league's media. 
is at one place. What are you hearing in terms of the Bears and the number one overall pick? Are you here? What's the best rumor you've heard this week about what they want to do with it? Who who is most inclined or motivated to trade up to to get that? What do you what uh, can you tell us about the Bears and the number one overall pick? The majority of the people I talk to think they're going to trade it, and you know, I think they will probably wait until after the combine. You know, maybe late March, early April to do it. Uh, I think um, what, what I'd heard the other day that jobs with my belief is I think they, they need to get a number one next year in this move. Mm-hmm. And I, I think part of the reason they need to do that is because if Justin Fields struggles or if Justin Fields, you know, gets hurt and gets an incomplete for the season, they need to have a backup plan. And the backup plan would be you have two first round picks in 2024 and you have flexibility to go get a quarterback in a better quarterback class if you have to. So that's what I think they're going to do with it. You know, I, you know, it's, you know, in terms of who would move up, you know, it's all the teams that we've talked about, you know, you know, the Colts are the obvious one, but geez, they don't even have a coach. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to go too far down that road. And so the Colts uh, figure their stuff out. You know, if it were me, I would look at the Colts as well. There is no team in football. I would rather <laughs> bet against in terms of if they're bad, you get a good uh, draft pick next year. Uh, than the Colts, but it just you know, it, if you can bet on uh, one franchise going down the the toilet this year, uh, you got to go with Indianapolis. If Matt Nagy was coaching the Philadelphia Eagles, could he coach the? <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Are you? If it came down to it, because I don't know if I have you on record with this one, it's like a essential question for the Bears right now. If it comes down to it between Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia, or Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama, which direction would you go, and do you think the Bears would go out of those two guys? I would go with Carter. I think that a three-technique tackle is the most important part of a Matt Eberflus defense, and I think that in the modern NFL you're seeing that getting to the quarterback is no longer just an, uh, an edge rusher's game. Uh, you know, I heard Andy Reid say this a couple of years ago, and it's true. You know, the tackle lines up closer to the quarterback than anybody else. If you got a great pass rusher at tackle, you got a chance to get to the, you know, to the passer on every play. So I'd go with Carter, but you know, if you're asking me what I'd want, you know, if I were in charge, I would want that Colts pick at four, and I would, you know, just hope that I'd take whoever's available between Anderson and Carter. I think getting that first round pick in 2024. It is really, really important. Great stuff, Patrick. Appreciate your time this morning. Can't wait for the Mark Tressman blowout. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I got a lot of questions about him, too. Patrick <laughs> Finley from the Sun-Times out in Arizona covering the Super Bowl. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.